Hello, everyone. This is David Douthat. This is Molly Douthat. And welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today, we are doing a live show for the Gospel Lectionary Selection for Easter Sunday, Year C. It's not live like we have people in the room or like we're streaming it, but we are coming in unrehearsed, unscripted, and without a net. You get to hear us trying to be creative and listen to the Spirit as it happens. It's like an audio Easter egg hunt that'll preach, we hope. This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings for the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover word smart, eye smart, math smart, body smart, music smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then, we encourage you to try it for yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Well, welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us. Uh, If this is your first time, well, you're falling into an experiment today. If you've been with us for a while, then you may know that we do this from time to time, where we do a live show. Because of the season and the time and all the things, and because of the Familiarity. familiarity and excitement around Easter, uh, we're going to try and do the text for Easter. We're skipping Palm Sunday, and we're going straight to Easter. We and have done Palm Sunday. We have done Palm last Sunday the last year couple before. years, so yep. we haven't done the Luke uh, text for Palm Sunday. So uh, at this point, good luck uh, <laughs> with that. But uh, And we know that you probably have lots and lots of things happening for Easter, but we thought we'd give you some material there. And uh, so we're going to do it live. And what that means is that we have not spent really much of any time in preparation mm-hmm. for this. We And so we don't have anything scripted, as we said in the intro. We're just going to be going down the list live. This year, we've been doing just two of the smarts for each of the texts. Mm-hmm. This week, we're doing one text, eight smarts. Right. And That's we're the plan. See what and, happens. And we're we're setting a timer on each one mm-hmm. to limit us uh, in space and time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see how that all works out. We may come up with diddly squat. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. But uh, we'll see. Uh, may the Lord bless us in our journey here. And. Uh, and we're going to do the gospel text. So, and and we're doing the Luke one. So, yes, uh, C is the year of Luke. So we're looking at the first twelve verses of Luke twenty-four, where the women run to the uh, run, go to the tomb at early dawn, taking spices. They encounter uh, men wearing dazzling white clothes, saying, "Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen." They then remind the women of all that Jesus had said about his death and resurrection, and they go, 
whoa. And then they run back to the disciples and to tell them what they've heard, the disciples don't believe them because they think it's an idle tale. However, Peter gets up, runs to the tomb, takes a look, and then goes home amazed at what has happened. And that's where we end mm-hmm. with this particular reading. So, okay, we've got it set up. Here we go. All right, hold on. Let me get my little timery thing here. Here we go. Okay, so we are starting with word smart, which is verbal intelligence. And so that is written words, spoken word, stuff you hear, basically, mm-hmm. and the interactions in words. It can be poetry, it can be prose, right. um, dialogue, those right. sorts of things. Yep. Okay. So, and it's most of what we do anyway. Right. Which is why frequently when we do these particular podcasts, word smart especially in the past, tended to get a bit of a short shrift. Right. So. Because we're already doing it. We're already All doing right. it. So. Well, I'll, I'll jump in because okay. I already, I actually wrote something down. Okay. Um, verses six and eight, where the uh, men say, he, uh, he told you while he was still in Galilee. And then in verse eight, they remembered his words. It's kind of like your parents saying something to you over, this is an illustration, parents saying to you over and over and over again, something, anything. And it just kind of becomes noise, white noise in the background. And then some other adult will say the exact same thing to you. And you're like, oh, Uh, yeah. So if you have a memory of that when you were a kid, that happening when you were a kid, or if you are a parent (laughs) and you can tell it from the other perspective of Mm -hmm. you said these things to your children over and over and over again, and they came home and said, well, why didn't you ever say this? So-and-so told me that. Yeah. So There's uh, definitely some people smart uh, uh, overtones to that. Oh, yeah. uh, Because of who's saying it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, there's a little bit of math smart in that too, in that the logic of it, it's a lot, it's, you know, suddenly it makes sense right? that someone else is saying it. So, all right, what can we do for a special effect here? Maybe. So yeah, I, I love special effects. That's my, you know, <laughs> thing. so, um, uh, if there are maybe some themed words that you could, uh, you know, put on signs. I love doing that. Where you mm. put on posters. And so you might do. Um, Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Yeah. I, I, I was thinking of, of maybe like perplexed, mm. terrified, um, amazed. Uh, um, idle tale. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't quite fit in the same stream, but it kind of does. Um, all of those have to do with the reaction to the news. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, if you put... Reactions to words. Yeah, yeah. So um, and if you put, put the words on poster and then have them... Uh, you know, you you hold them up mm-hmm. when they're when it's being read, or just leave them up around the front of the sanctuary, so that uh, oh, that make make them into word bubbles, and, oh. and have them put, stuck on the walls around the sanctuary. Um, uh, if you want to include your congregation in that too, maybe have them uh, maybe have somebody up front 
with a marker and newsprint. And as people say, I heard this, I heard that, have them write it down and oh, then yeah. do it that way. So that way you involve more people. It's kind of also a bit of a, a congregational smart, right? yeah. word smart. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that would be an interesting thing. Or to, to bring in um, synonyms for some oh, of those right. words. Right. right. Yeah. Um, let's see. We're just over four. Yep. Okay. So we got about another minute, uh, 45 seconds. Okay. Um, word, 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 word. You could, uh, you could do a crossword puzzle with, with those mm. same sorts of words and have mm -hmm. that in the bulletin or find a word puzzle. Um, which kind of goes along with being perplexed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, that would be another special effect. And and that's time for for Word Smart. Okay, let's go on to iSmart then. And iSmart is about visual and spatial stuff. Mm -hmm. So things that you're looking at, uh, manipulation of things in space, awareness of the space around you, and um, color and uh, hues and stuff mm -hmm. like that. That's all yeah. iSmart. Right. Um, so in this particular passage, iSmart would be things like... Um, the dazzling clothes worn mm -hmm. by the two men uh, for illustration, bring in some dazzling clothes. Uh, mm -hmm. We generally tend to think of them being in white. It doesn't say anything about white here. That's in true. That's Mark. That's here true. is just dazzling clothes. So what kind of dazzling clothes could you bring in? Uh, sequins. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm totally thinking sequins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, uh, get out your Elvis jumpsuit. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dazzling clothes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, also, uh, another spatial um, example is in verse 12 where Peter gets up and runs to the tomb. Right. So there's some spatial distance there that uh, he's heard this tale. He's going to go see there's some distance that needs to be traveled. What I was thinking about was getting to the tomb and, and you know it's a it's a thing that you expect to have something in it right right and it doesn't so right. i was thinking you know what if you uh came to church on easter sunday and the pews were gone oh. when you walked in the sanctuary <laughs> right? so um this would be probably more illustration because i don't yes. think you want to do that wow. um, but it might be interesting <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, another way that you might do that, I suppose, would be uh, to have a picture of your sanctuary and then Photoshop out the seats. Right. <laughs> That's hysterical. I love but, that. So, you know, coming into the space and it's it's wrong. It's empty. There's supposed right. to be stuff there, right? Right. Or, oh, um, 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 uh, the movie Risky Business. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He, when he, he walks into the house and, and it's, it's empty, empty because right. Guido has stolen all the furniture <laughs> in the house. Yes. Yeah. It, there you go. Um, so that's kind of the experience for Peter in particular here. 
uh, not the women. Well, sort of the well, women. Well, sort of the women, like, too, yeah, because they, hey. were expe- well, they were expecting to find something and found something else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, th- th- uh, that you could do, do a magic trick, uh, you know, uh, a simple oh, uh, magic trick. Yeah, sleight of hand magic trick for, for demonstrating that, that you yeah, expect yeah. to see something and you see something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I spell um, sleight of hand, I-G-H-T. Sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> L-I-T-E. Okay, cool. Uh, what else have we got here for space and visual? Um, um, well, I, I don't know. Maybe the, the time of day, um, early dawn, uh, it, the, the, the mm-hmm. lights dim. Uh, and maybe something you could do as a visual effect as you read this, start out with the light stem and then bring them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a possibility. You're going to have to have somebody that can uh, have has a slow hand on the dimmer switch. Yeah. So. If you have a dimmer switch. Yes. We do, but uh, not everyone does. Or just bringing up a few of the lights mm-hmm. at a time if you can do that. Let's see. What else we got? Okay, we got 40 seconds. Um, um, that's about all I got. Yeah, that's about, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's pretty much what this this particular passage lends Maybe opening to. the doors. Uh, right. Like the, the stone rolled away kind of thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, or having well, well, ha- having a, a, a cardboard cutout tomb and roll, with a stone that you could roll away um, behind the pulpit or something. I don't know. We're done. Five minutes is so fast and so long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going down our list. The next one on our list is math or logical mathematical smart. This is always an interesting one, uh, mostly because there are um, b- biblical passages that really don't seem to have anything to do with it. Uh, we kind of have to sort of fudge a little bit. And right, well, yeah, but talk about what it is. What it is? Oh, okay. Um, logical mathematical smart is um, th- things that are, are uh, like the sciences, uh, physics, mathematics, um, uh, astronomy, uh, logic, logic, law, mm-hmm. uh, rules, things that are structured, things that um, have. What some- is math? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was I was thinking here. <laughs> I know, but the cadence was like you know a twenty thousand dollar pyramid. So, <laughs> right. Anyway, okay. So, so mathematical, math, logical. It's numbers. It could, it what do we got? Numbers. It could be numbers. It could be things that just make okay. Sense. Stop, because because we're down to four minutes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, we should probably just keep talking about it because the only thing I see here that sticks that or that comes anywhere close to logical mathematical is in verse eleven, with the disciples or the apostles' response to the women's story. These words seem to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Okay. Because it seems impossible. Right. So. Um, the logic just doesn't click here. So you could do something with. 
uh, uh, paradox. Okay. Paradox where a thing that seems like it cannot be true, but is. Okay. Right. Um, and so there are mathematical paradoxes that you could use. Um, I don't know what they are right now. We'd have to look them up and we don't have time to do that because we're doing a live show, doing a live show, but uh, maybe we oh, can. I know the one where distance traveled. Remember that one that you said you never actually reach a destination? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Uh, it's like Zeno's paradox. Zeno's paradox. Uh, yes. Uh, that there's always a midpoint between where you are and the point that you're trying to get to so that you never actually reach your destination. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I explored myself on a vacation one time. Uh, well, I remember you saying it one time when we were driving across Kansas. Yeah. Boy, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we're halfway there. Uh, uh, we're never going to get there. Right. Yeah. Um, so this paradox, it's it's true. It seems impossible to believe, but it's true that you never really get there, except you do. Yeah, yeah except um, you do. So that's, that's an illustration of the paradox that the disciples are experiencing of the women's tale. Right. It can't possibly be true. He was dead. What are you saying? Right. And then Peter gets up and goes and checks. And yeah. Blown away. Yeah. So, so that might be a way you could do math. Um, uh, what would be some others, other principles here? Um, what else is in the passage that is logic, math smart? Uh, um, well, I think it's going to be th this kind of thing where, right. where you have, uh, where the the logical conclusion is not intuitive, mm -hmm. right, or, or counterintuitive, yeah, yeah, completely so things, outside the box, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So things, things oh, like oh, that um, outside the box thing, yeah, that with oh, the yeah, points, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Let's see if we can find that, um, yeah, the the solution to that yes. nine nine dot puzzle, mm -hmm. um, or. Um, just about anything about quantum physics oh, or absolutely. quantum mechanics uh, that, that the thing is, you know, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, I thought about that. Right. Um, all those sorts of things where it does not match our observable mm -hmm. experience, but it can be proven to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, positions of electrons and stuff like that. Okay, we'll see if we can find some links for some of those things. Yes, for the show notes. After the fact. Right. All right, this leads us to body smart or uh, kinesthetic intelligence. This is an intelligence where people who like to move and are very aware of their bodies uh, connect with a passage or what is being presented. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, speaking of things, anything that has to do with movement, uh, dance, a liturgical dance is a good way to draw people, kinesthetic people, into worship experiences. Um, uh, sports. So, yeah. Movement, movement. Body awareness. Body, body awareness. Yeah. Uh, biofeedback. Mm -hmm. Yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, Pilates. Anything like that. Okay. So that's 
body smart in a nutshell. If you want to see these things a little more fleshed out, please go to our website and click the link on the up, on the upper right corner where we have uh, some uh, information about Dr. Gardner's um, theory. Yes. Okay. So body smart in this. Um, one of the things that clicked on me was the women being terrified in verse five and bowing their faces to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a, that's just a uh, logical yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, think about times when, you know, if there's a loud noise, what is the first thing you do? You flinch, flinch. And, you, and you, and yeah. you cover yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm thinking of the time my brother scared me and I collapsed on the floor. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at my pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> Perhaps you've had a similar experience out there, but uh, yeah, that was scary. Um, yeah, so that would be good. So if you can tell a story about a time like that. Uh, so special effects for Body Smart. How, how this did you passage. Get? How could you get people moving? Well, maybe not literally moving, but you might encourage them as the story is read or presented in some way to put themselves, imagine themselves in the story, either as the women or as Peter running back to the tomb. Just imagine the the haste and the the um, uh, the effort in your body to get from one place to another quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could do some interpretive movement. That could work too. Uh, you know, uh, carrying the spices, uh, rolled stone rolled away. Uh, you could do something with the, the rolling motion, um, looking, uh, being terrified, as we mentioned, yeah, you you could put together some some interpretive motion that that a few players could be doing mm-hmm. as the text is read. Um, Idle tale didn't believe them. Yeah, remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad we don't do a video version of this, so you could see my hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason we don't do a video of this yeah, because frequently we're still in our pajamas yeah. <laughs> when we do it. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that that might work. Mm-hmm. And and if you have somebody up front doing the motions, then people in your brain you connect with that motion. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call it? Sympathetic something. Sympathetic <laughs> neurons. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. uh okay what else would uh would sign language work here sure yeah um i mean it's also kind of word smart because you're doing you know language but it's uh language that you uh uh, convey with your body Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stories about running stories about fainting stories about uh, not finding what you're looking for. Okay. All right, moving on to 
Music Smart. So Music Smart is pretty much what it sounds like. Uh, it is music, tone, rhythm, uh, pitch, um, all of those things as associated with music or uh, poetry. So it, uh, poetry works too for those same rhythms and such. Uh, so it's one of the ones that we find often most challenging. <laughs> it's another part of the service that we do regularly, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, choir anthems and, mm-hmm. and hymns are connecting for music smart folks. So you got that built in. And I'm sure that most people have special music for Easter. Oh, yeah. So, There's so catalogs, catalogs, catalogs. So if, if nothing else, uh, you def- I think you've probably already got this one built into your service yeah. for sure. But we'll spend a couple minutes and see if we can come up with something anyway. Um, well, you could probably look at this whole story as a musical uh, as a musical passage. I read something uh, not too long ago. There's a website that uh, covers musical theory in relation to Disney Disney music music mm. that Disney uses, uh-huh. and they were looking at the song "Let It Go" from Frozen, uh-huh. where and the the musical criticism of it or the musical theory criticism of it is that it starts kind of in a in a, min- in a low minor key, mm-hmm. and then at the midpoint, Elsa has this uh, this release of the, her past and moving into her future. And it's at about that point that there's a key change uh-huh. into a major chord. Yeah. And then it goes on from there. And then it ends with that super, you know, wow note at the end. So that's kind of almost what this is. We don't quite get to the wow note at the end of the passage, but we do definitely start brightening up the tone. Yeah. So you you probably think of this, this passage as starting in a very low minor key. Mm-hmm. Dark, you know, maybe the low, the low instruments, bassoons, which are usually used for mourning, right? And then as the the, the dazzling U. close, you know, maybe a triangle or something, yeah, just yeah. cymbals, just the, the percussion goes wah, maybe even a, 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 a brass Trumpet. flourish, yeah. 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 Yep. And then uh, the women are terrified, maybe kind of do some boom, 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 boom. Um, uh, why are you looking for the living among the dead? That's kind of a melody, sort of a flute, flutes, clarinets. clarinets. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, remember uh, what he told you. Uh, they remembered his words, maybe another wah, kind or of an epiphany sort of thing. for remembering. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. And then running to the tomb, maybe that'd be kind of one of those, um, uh, I'm thinking, well, Link. Running across uh, Hyrule. Oh, well, yeah, which is uh, actually from the planets, all the music. Oh, from, yeah, absolutely, from, from Holsts. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait, it really is. Yeah. Um, Literally. Uh, <laughs> that's right, it is. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. The, Legend the, of Zelda video game is what we're talking about right. there. Um, yeah, but, so yeah, then, so, and so then, yeah, just kind yeah. of uh, and they, pull those. And they tell the... Uh, uh, the disciples who didn't believe them in a trombone, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Flute, 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 flute. Ah, uh, he's not a flute. Well, what would it be? He's a saxophone. Well, okay. Yeah, Peter's a saxophone. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> 
Anyway, that's a great idea, actually, of working through the text with the different instruments, just the way you described it. Why, thank you. uh, That would be a great way for music smart folks to, and everybody would understand that, you know, for musical scores. Right, and if you don't actually, you could, if you have musicians in your church or you you Mm -hmm. have quick access to people, just have them improvise it as the passage is being read, and then include in that the lights coming up. Oh, sure. Yeah, For the eye smart. Yeah. 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 Don't forget the dazzling clothes. We just got to <laughs> do sequins. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Okay. Well, that's uh, four, three, two, two one. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Going on to nature smart. Oh, music smart. I still haven't found what I'm looking for from YouTube. There you go. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Bonus. I'm adding that one. Bonus. Okay. Uh, so Nature Smart is um, pretty much what it sounds like also. It is connection with the natural world. So uh, not only descriptions and, and interactions with nature, plants, animals, uh, geology, all those sorts of things, but they're also good for um, – uh, or nature smart people are also good at categorization and classification. So figuring out how do these things fit together. And um, that's all part of nature smart. So um, uh, the, okay. So what are we going to do here? Well, uh, one of the first things that popped out at me was the spices. That they're bringing okay. along to anoint the body. Mm-hmm. Um, w- what are those spices? You can probably go to any website and ask that question and they'll tell you. And they'll tell you not only what the spices were, but the properties in those spices mm-hmm. that are good for embalming, which is essentially what they were doing. Good. Um, that could be very, uh, that could really click with nature smart people, particularly if you have herbalists or botanists oh, yeah. in your yeah. in your congregation, will be like, "Oh, I know that, I know that." You mm-hmm. know, and, and and if they do know that, and if you know somebody, encourage them to talk about that. Yeah. Why yeah. those spices? Why why did they do this? Uh, the other one that popped out at me, um, I'm just doing what I'm thinking, is in verse five. No, what, do what I'm thinking instead. No, shut up. Uh, verse five, when the, the the dazzling clothed men say, "Why do you look for the living among the dead?" Um, which, mm, mm-hmm. for me, makes me think of mushrooms. Really? <laughs> yeah, because well, you know, mushrooms kind of tend to grow in places that you wouldn't ordinarily expect to find anything growing. And they generally tend to grow in things that are discarded and and dank and dark, like, you know, a tomb. Mm, okay. So it's a stretch. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's the whole idea there of, um, well, it, again, it's that reversal of expectation that they're saying that the living is not here in the grave. The living is out there. But right. the grave produced the living. And so it's kind of that cycle of life thing of seeds falling into the ground, dying, Mm -hmm. and then sprouting and becoming life again. So if you pull in the 1 Corinthians 15 passage, uh, that that would work um, because it's exactly what you just described. Yes, I know. (laughs) Uh, 
the living among the dead. So that that would be that might be an interesting uh, place to go. Not just maybe not for mushrooms, but you know, <laughs> the, uh, places where um, unexpected discoveries of life had oh, been yeah, there you go. had been made. Uh, life around the thermal vents at the bottom of the oh, ocean. Oh, excellent, or excellent, right. Um, it's not quite the dead, but it's the place where it's you wouldn't It's not where expect. life is hospitable for right, us. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that, I, I, yeah, I don't know. You'd have to work at well, it to make it connect e- with exactly. the resurrection. And, and, but, and then, well, exactly, because resurrection is kind of a one-off as far as nature is concerned. Right. It's, a, uh, it's, it's not something that happens all the time, obviously. At yeah. least the resurrection that we're talking about here of Jesus sure, being right. dead and then being alive again. Yeah. Um, the res, uh, we, we have resurrection in cycles of life. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of the life cycle but, but it's this not. is, but it's not. Right? <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it so you could comes talk about the life cycle and, and then say this is not that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could talk about death and decay and all that sort of stuff, which is essentially what the spices is about. Right. Where Where did we? We talked about decomposition of bodies. Was that for the Lazarus passage, maybe? Or, it might have been. Uh, one of those. Yeah. That was gross. <laughs> yeah. That was. And I think that's what that was, what we did that for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. All right, we're at our seventh intelligence or smart, which is people smart or interpersonal intelligence. Um, this is probably one of the uh, well, pe- people smart intelligence are people who really click with other people's motivations and emotions, and they can really get to um, the underlying story of what's going on with other people around them. They're very good listeners. They're very empathetic. They see people. Mm -hmm. Uh, They understand people. And so in any way, any time that you can pull in uh, emotional intelligence of uh, a a character in a story, that will grab the the, the people people. Um, Drama is a good way of doing this. Chancel dramas. Um, Reader's theater uh, particularly with people that are very gifted with um, the capacity to convey emotion in the way they read. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's emotion, it's connection, it's... Um, there, there's also the positive aspect of shaping other people's... Right. I always uh, forget that part. Uh, ...experience or, or right. decision-making or things like that. Right. Okay, cool. So... People smart in this passage would be found, I think, mostly with the men not believing the women. Uh, well, you know, there might be there might be some connection in modern life for that. I'm, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> haven't gotten past that in a lot of ways. Yeah, so stories of women not being believed. Or anyone uh, not being believed, yeah. Specifically, women, because that's you know that's in this story. But you might have your own example of trying to tell somebody something, yeah. and they just don't hear you. It, yeah, 
Um, I mean, if you if you do the John track, then you at least have uh, a man not believing other men mm-hmm. <laughs> with Thomas. Uh, so there's that. Um, but yeah, that would that would be good. Uh, but but then whatever it was in the, about their story that connected for Peter, and what made Peter different that he at least went to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the two men in dazzling clothes also, um, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're doing some people smart connecting. It, interesting choice of how they bring this news. You know, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Well, because he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> we're, at a, we're at a grave. Yeah. We got the spices for embalming. What else yeah. do you think? Yeah. yeah. Nobody told us. <laughs> right? So Yeah, it seems a really illogical question. And there's some math smart. Yeah, uh, well, why, yeah. Why would you be looking for the living in a grave in, 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 a, in a graveyard? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is this a riddle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Going yeah. back to math smart. There's a little... You know, um, why why is a raven like a writing desk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, if you're if you're going to tell somebody good news, uh, is that the way that you would start? You know, so thinking it about depends on the relationship. Sure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I like that one time that the. I don't know. Do you want to? When when we went to go see a particularly popular NPR radio show, <laughs> and I I was oh, telling yeah, yeah. our kids, don't make plans for this particular night because I've got tickets for us to go see this show called Oh Oh, oh, oh What Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, <laughs> and they both went Oh <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so stories about how you deliver good news and uh, as compared with the, with the men in the sequin jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm never going to see that ever. <laughs> oh. That would be interesting, though. It really would, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and you could do this as Reader's Theater. Oh, totally, uh, yes. So there's that for special effect. Um in the reading of the text. Mm-hmm. All right. Finally, then, self-smart uh, or intrapersonal intelligence. So this is uh, basically the same as people smart, only doing it to yourself. So it's <laughs> no understanding your own motivations, right. understanding your own strengths, weaknesses, all that sort of thing, and taking the time to explore all of that uh, and to use it to, for guiding your own behavior. So mm-hmm. being self-aware and... Um, uh, Knowing what your triggers are, yeah, your strengths, your weaknesses, yeah, when you need to go eat something, right? when you so, need to go take a nap. So we tend to put emotional stuff here. Particularly... Um, Intense emotional stuff, stuff that Um, kind of feels like it's something that needs to be worked on. Right. And also anything about Mm self-reflection. So um, 
this is isn't necessarily a, a well um I mean, it, it's a lot more external work in in this text, but the the being perplexed part, the being terrified, uh, the not believing, uh, those are all kind of uh, self smart triggers anyway. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, definitely, so, especially the one about not being believed. Yeah. Yeah, so inviting people to <clears throat> reflect on a time when they were not believed uh, and what does that feel like and what does that motivate you to do um, or being perplexed, same thing. What What's that like and what do you do and where do you go and how do you work it out when you're perplexed or terrified? Uh you could um well in a lot of ways uh self smart really uh i think lights up when you think about the resurrection itself um i mean there's the logical natural conundrum there but then what do you do with it yourself yeah yeah what do you do with the fact that there was somebody who was dead and now other people are saying he's alive yeah and then that's just Easter Sunday. Then you get the Sundays after Easter where dead guy shows up. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Yeah. So how does that how does that connect? And the idea of of the transformative and radical change that that makes to life for the apostles in particular, um, and why does that or does that not make a radical change in our lives? Uh, you know, and um, I was thinking about it in terms of the CNEs or oh, CEOs, okay. uh, Christ- uh, Christmas, Easter, and other mm-hmm. significant events. Mm-hmm. Um, so the folks who are just there for Easter, you know, um, yeah. How do you connect? This with how do you connect them with the transform the transforming power of this? Right, you know, right. Um, the, the, it's not just a cultural day like you know the the Super Bowl. Uh, right, exactly. Or or a fairy tale, or uh, a, a a delusion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the challenge, isn't it? Isn't it? Hmm. maybe then uh if if, with the question what are what are you going to do with this story um give people homework well yeah you could you could give i mean self-smart very easily lends itself to personal reflection homework so maybe come up with some of those questions what are you going to do with this story the women have been trans the women and peter particularly have been transformed or at least they're starting to be transformed Mm -hmm. by this information Mm -hmm. what are um and and as we will see in the coming weeks and that might be something to give to homework for the C&E people. Oh, yeah, Come yeah. back next week and the week after that and hear the rest of the story. Because it doesn't stop here. Right, right. Uh, and that that's kind of a people smart thing too. But so, okay, so they've been transformed. What does that mean for you? And then 
you know, so you spend some time reflecting on that and then start brainstorming. How do I start telling people this myself? Or what, 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 what am I going to do with this transforming thing that's going to make a difference in my life? Or, yeah, what does God want me to do with this story mm-hmm. this week? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the nine dots problem. Oh, yes, yes. Here we are. Back to Math Smart. And um, there, there's the transformational logic, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that a number of times in past mm-hmm. episodes from uh, Jim, Jim Loder, Dr. James Loder. Uh, in the book, The Transforming Moment, he talks about the process by which we come to a new understanding about things. And it's a linear gestalt process um, where you have a, a context and then there's a conflict and you scan for an answer. And eventually with the intersection of two otherwise unrelated frames of reference, you come to a new understanding by getting outside the bounds that you had uh with which you had limited yourself to find an answer and you look somewhere else and all of a sudden there it is. Mm -hmm. And then there's the release of all the energy that you had stored up working on the problem and then the firing out onto the world as Luther described it um, with a velocity, not his own. Um, And and um, then you have to verify that the new answer actually fits the initial conditions of the problem and everything. And if it doesn't, then you have to go back and start again. But um, <laughs> so there's all of that. So in it, it, that's starting to happen for them. They are presented with a conflict of uh, the guy who is dead is not dead now. Right. What does Why? that mean? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so trying to understand how that works. And, you know, it's taken the church Two thousand years, and we're still working on that problem of of what does it mean. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that happens with that process is that if you give somebody the question but don't give them the answer, they have to work, work on, on the it. answer, right? And, and right, they, right. You know, Very so um, they can't not if they have a healthy brain. They can't not work on it at some level. They may right. not put a lot of energy into it, but, but it's it going to be percolating be somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, so give them lots of questions, but not as many answers. Right. Right. Exactly. That's great because some of them will not be back next week. Yeah. Um, but as far as inviting them back next week, think of your sermon as as the first episode in Game of Thrones, <laughs> where something spectacular happens. It hooks them, and you want them to come back for the next episode yeah. next week. Yeah. There you go. Hot dog. Okay. Well, we've. Uh, Actually, come up with some stuff. That was that was exhausting. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully, uh, if you're listening to this and are considering using some of these things, they will help make a, a difference in the way you present the story uh, two weeks from now. So, um, if you do to use something, please let us know. Yeah, we'd be happy to hear how it worked. Yep. And uh, feel free to use our process here as as a model, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, except take more time probably to flesh everything out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there well, it is. And also That's keep how in, we do it. And and also keep in mind you don't have to do all eight. 
Right. right. Uh, it gets kind of full and sort of chaotic if you try to do all eight intelligences in a worship's experience. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we wish you all the blessings of Easter, and uh, we're going to try and get ahead a little bit since we're skipping Palm Sunday, but you know, don't hold your breath. You know us. If you've been following us, you know we'll we'll be back on schedule before too long. But, right. Um, well, we our next show will be the uh, Easter two second yep. Sunday of Easter. Yep. Well, that's our podcast for today. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website www.morethanhearing.org or facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea you like better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We'd love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website, They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart.